Paolo. Yeah, playing Cork, isn't he? Is he? He is playing Cork next year. Do you know what I am going to? Uh-huh. Pints in a field. What? Pints in a field. What the fuck is that? It's the Two Johnnies festival that there's... Oh, God, I can do nothing worse. You love them, don't you? Yeah, but Bewitched and Bass Hunter okay. are, are part of the uh, lineup. <laughs> How do I know? For some reason, it came to my mind. Adrena Paul, Bonita Anna, Anna. I don't know why I know the Polish version of that song. What? Okay. <laughs> are you singing Bewitched? No. Bass Hunter. Hunters, uh, now you're gone, but in Polish. <laughs> what? That's so random. <laughs> that is extremely random. I don't know why I know it, but I do. I don't um, know how you know it either, but look... Funny, funky things that's happen, it. don't they? These lads, that song was... Yeah, so Pints in a Field tickets go on sale um, on Friday morning, so... What a tune. I love you. Imagine that in a field. In a field? Don't know why I know the foreign version of that, but anyway. Yeah, um, so I'm going to Pints in a Field. It's not on until June. Okay, what, what field is it? It's in um, Musgrave Park oh, in nice. Cork. Yeah. So tickets go on sale on Friday. Uh, so let's not release this podcast until afterwards. <laughs> Just in case everyone's like, oh my God, I need to buy tickets. And then they sell out and I'll be like, well, thanks. Yeah. Cool. Or someone could hear it and go, we want her there. Let's get her some VIP passes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. V to the IGP. Sure, because I'm, I'm quite the, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the attraction there That's for... It. For points in a field. For points in a field. <laughs> they wanted to call it cans in a field, but they couldn't legally actually call it that because... Why? I think it's to do with um, safety. Like, I don't think you can mm. actually sell cans. Like, you you know, if you bought a bottle at a they festival, take the screw, they take, they the, take the screw off because they become like yeah. missiles and weapons yeah, if they have yeah, the, yeah. the lid on. So Cans they, can be crushed down and used as a weapon. Exactly. Like, so you. they're like, it's you. pints in a field. Pints in a field, everybody. Yeah. And who's um, doing it? Do you know who's doing it? Or just... I think it's them and whoever runs their production and marketing in bits. Smart. Because, yeah. Um, it's pretty damn smart, to be fair. Well, also, they sell out everything that they sell or that they have, like when they have events. They have a pretty good viewing, like, or following. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, it's been a long time. It has been nearly four or five weeks. But again, you got COVID. We were busy, up the walls, everything. Um, yeah. So much has happened. So you much have has happened. A new MacBook. You have a new iPhone. Yeah, I got a few new gadgets since we had our last podcast. I've upgraded. Can you just tell everyone what you said to me? Okay, I will repeat just, it. If you, yeah. But just so you know, this this is something I don't say a lot. At, like ever. <laughs> <laughs> you were right, Jay. You were right. You said, I was like, mm, I think I might get a new laptop. And I really liked Asus. I really did. And I still do. But you were like, get the new MacBook. And I was like, no. <laughs> but then I got it. And it's phenomenal. Like, it's, do you know what? It's, it's the compatibility. So obviously I'm recording a lot more content. I got the new iPhone 14 Pro. I can't really review it yet because I haven't really had much time mm-hmm. with it. Will you do a full review for it? Like a, a video and stuff? I don't think I'll actually do a proper, proper one. But you I mean... You do more YouTube. You kill YouTube. I just... It's time, Jay. It is. It is, it time. is time. But it's di- it is time. But um, yeah, once the you kind of that? course... Once my course finishes... Um, my digital marketing course is this is the last week of it mm-hmm. so I have a little bit more time to kind of dedicate to content creation and bits on my side because it has kind of yeah especially like I think if you don't have for me I had the iPhone 11 
and it was fine it was grand but I think it comes like every iPhone comes to a certain point if you use the absolute like if you use it to death mm-hmm. for like two and a half years no matter if I had like the newest iPhone and I still use that for two and a half years the iPhone is like <laughs> like it's like <laughs> I'm done yeah so even storage like the quality of things it was getting slow it was getting really glitchy with like Instagram yeah. for reels and stuff and like I I was creating um a reel for a client and it was taking ages because I was timing it to every single beat and it crashed like it crashed God. At, almost at the end point and my phone was on fire like it was roasting hot mm. so it, and I was about an hour deep at that stage and I was so close to the end because normally I save my reel mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I publish it anyway but it just glitched and With I was that like scenario, would you not do cap cut? Well, yeah, I could, but I prefer, like CapCut's great, but the quality, you know, it compresses yeah, in yeah. CapCut and then it compresses again. Like I love CapCut for editing if you have like really, really good footage, mm-hmm. like that now 4K or whatever quality. But if you're already using compressed files or like lower quality files, it's like compression and then compression again. Yeah. But yeah, like it was just, I just got a notion. There was a trending sound and I was like, that would be really cool. And I'm going to use this, 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 this. And then you were just there. You had a cup of coffee. It was just in the moment. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm just going to use this and I'm going to go with it. And it glitched and my phone was on fire. So it just came to the point where I was just frustrated. And then I kind of was turned off my own content creation for myself. So now that I have all the gadgets and the course is nearly finished, I'm like, ooh, opportunity yeah, yeah. So, yeah the um the compression thing if you do shoot 4k on your phone and you do use an editing tool like CapCut, if you can export it at 1080p it's much better for the compression on instagram it doesn't compress that much at all and you still have that crystal ah. clear because you know the kind of pixely look yeah if you upload 4k a lot of time you give because it just ha- it can't handle it for some reason yeah 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 i've so noticed you, that okay so if you have it in 4k edit in 4k and all that stuff yeah. but then if you can i know you're saying the reels and stuff but even like if you can export the footage in 1080p mm-hmm. and then you'll have that 4K resolution. It makes no sense, but you'll have that crystal clear Yeah, because I find yeah. sometimes if I shoot in, I even find sometimes if I shoot in HD60, which is super clear, mm-hmm. and then I upload it into Instagram, let's just say for a reel and it's yeah. ready to go, it just compresses it. Yeah, it can't handle 60 frames. It's, it just it can already do 24 frames per second. So oh. when you do 60 frames per second, it's like, nah. So and what would you recommend? Like Again, if you can, 4K, even HD60, if you're, export, if, if you're exporting it out into 24 frames per second, it should give you the option when you're exporting out. Okay. It's... So, wait. <laughs> no, you're fine, go for it. So if I was, it's great to have your expertise, but if I was to shoot on my phone mm-hmm. in let's just say HD60. It yeah. looks stunning on my phone, stunning. right? I pray it, pray it. Mm-hmm. I play it and it looks stunning on my phone. And then I'm like, right, that is literally ready to put into an Instagram reel yeah. as is. So I I'll go into Instagram reels, I upload my content, I put on my audio and then I publish it, but now it's pixelated. Mm-hmm. So is it, would I be better off shooting in HD30 so that it can upload yes. seamlessly? Like, yes, it would be, it would, it would work a bit better, definitely. But mm. like, 
it's a trek, but the ideal scenario would be the likes of you import it to CapCut. Yeah, and then and save it out to 10 just save it out to 10 yeah, yeah. like, So you have that whole resolution and it's yeah, fair. perfect. Yeah, it's No, it's a advice. ball, but if it's only nine clips, it's not a big deal. Well, yeah, I it mean, if work. it's literally going through an yeah. app to then be ready to go, yeah. then yeah, that's so fair. So that would be, because I, I use Final Cut, so I put all my footage in that and I'd be able to export out then. But yeah. like, as you said, yeah, 4K is class of the phone, but if you just render it out then. Yeah, Just gotcha. to have that. You know when you see some ads, you're like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and well, then you're I like, know, why does like, mine I like know that some footage, like from certain accounts that create content constantly, that's not like voiceovers. It's like really good, like editorial looking mm-hmm. content that it's shot on an actual camera yeah, and yeah, not yeah. on a phone. So it was just interesting to see what you thought about that. Um, your course is almost finished. Congratulations. Thank you. And yeah. you have the kind of, not the easier section, but you said you tackle everything very hard at the start and this is a bit more... Lighter. Yeah, so I, I have a lot of now. I mean, it finishes with Meta Ads Manager. And if you are not used to Meta Ads Manager, then it is goddamn minefield ending heavy. <laughs> but no, it's like it's going well. Um, I did start it heavy with like SEO, Google Ads, Analytics and GA4 as well. So it is like, oof. <laughs> and then it's kind of a bit lighter when it yeah. comes to social media. And not even like I. it's just because it's so like heavy with data and scripting and like it's just a lot but like the course as a whole it's coming together quite yeah, nicely brilliant. so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I really am yeah so it just takes up like it's it's quite time consuming I think anybody who runs any online courses mm-hmm. and obviously I know from lecturing as well it's like it is time consuming to, to do it all and then you're managing students and you're making sure everything's okay and obviously because you're putting your name to it mm-hmm. you're like are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is of everyone course. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anybody have any fire, questions? Any yeah, so uh, <laughs> no, but it, it it is like it's it's fab. I feel like it's been a long time. Like I feel like it's it's flown though. Yeah, it's weird. It's like this time of year, October, I feel like it's busy and the days feel like they're going quick, but then I feel like last week was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's mad. There's so much going on. But yeah, we're coming into Christmas time, Black Friday time, <laughs> our favourite times. Just the joys of it all. Marketers' favourite time of the year. You ready for it? Yeah. Do you know what I am? Yeah. Like, as much as I can be, yes. I know that it is an extremely competitive time. I actually have a couple of clients who are not going to be advertising during mm-hmm. the next couple of months because... They're like, do you know what? It's not our time. It's a highly competitive time. And it is smart because, I mean, obviously, if you're not in the kind of retail space, if you don't really have an offering around that time, and if if it's not necessarily a peak time for you to get inquiries, it is a more expensive time to be advertising. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely get that. You are competing. You're competing in a very heavily competitive space. Um. I'm definitely doing a lot more TikTok advertising as mm. well and I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. Yeah, loving it's it. the whole process of it. Yeah, it's just because it's like there's so many kind of things that I'm testing out at the moment like when it comes to retail and collections and products and mm-hmm. overlays and interactive add-ons and I'm like, ooh, I'll try mm-hmm. this and this and this. So yeah, because um, I have been doing TikTok ads now for about, I'd say about a year and a half. So it's just cool now to see all the updates and upgrades that they're doing um, with the platform. So it's really cool. And see what works and what doesn't work in different campaigns. and Yeah, exactly. This kind of stuff. Is yeah. the click, through, click out rate still huge? It's Expensive? Ac- no, it's, re- it's after improving a oh, lot. Really? Yeah, so before I was always like heavying up on awareness, impressions, reach, like top of funnel advertising. Now I'm using actual like product ads, mm-hmm. bottom of funnel yeah. and... Are seeing sales. Nice. I'm like, 
oh wow nice. so it's nice to see that people obviously the longer that people spend on apps it's the same happened with Instagram it took a while for people to leave platform to convert on site or yeah. convert on another app or whatever it is so it's nice now to see that people are starting to kind of trust links more trust ads more get more used to it and so people are now more inclined to click out and go to site and go to app and go to hmm. whatever it is so yeah nice. well, like so far I think like if you're thinking about it for Black Friday might be a nice one to test with even not necessarily sales ads but even just like traffic driving ads like middle of funnel Go for it. Yeah. Small bit of budget. Yeah. I'm doing Google ads as well at the moment, but yeah, they're fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's running about a month and a half and there's like 1,300 clicks. It's about 24 cents click. That's good, yeah. Not bad. If you're getting a good conversion out of it, good. So wait and see, just tip it away. It's just awareness because when people, you know, Google it, you want to be on the list somewhere. Yeah. For photography, content, whatever it is, video. So it's just that kind of stuff. I love Google Ads. I think they're, if obviously when you get the keywords right, they just, it's just like yeah. a lovely well-oiled machine. Yeah, it just connects and then to the analytics and the tags. and Oh, it it's works, so yeah. good, yeah. It gives you so much information about everything. Speaking about being on your phone, I did something the last day. It was no, it was driven by a YouTuber I love, Peter McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And a few people listening might know what happened. Um, he did this thing where he found a chap who's not a minimalist, but he's kind of, he was a minimalist when he's come out of it. But if you look at my phone now, the home screen, it's completely black and there's no apps. And down the very bottom bar, there's one little folder. folder and you tap in the folder and it's everyday apps and you swipe and it's every week apps. And that's it. And then I deleted half my apps off my phones, like mm. about 60% of them went. If I, if you don't know what it does by looking at it, you delete it immediately. And I turned off most notifications, obviously not the important ones, but most notifications mm. are gone. Yeah. So I have no Instagram notifications, nothing like that. And it's literally, my productivity has just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Just, I've forgotten my phone. I've like left the house and forgot my phone about it. Like, and this is only not even five, six days. That's very good, yeah. It's crazy. I think, you know, some people who have like a notification like that little Mm -hmm. one symbol or their notification in some app it's like they have this kind of need to get rid Mm. of that notification because it's there so I like I haven't had I used to be like that and I used to have loads of apps and then obviously I had a phone that was like my storage is full all the time <laughs> so I actually like that I've be, I've had the necessary apps on my phone for yeah. so long and actually interestingly when I got my new phone I didn't do the whole mirroring so I didn't okay. I didn't, didn't copy over like no I didn't I signed into my iCloud but I didn't map it I mm-hmm. didn't back up like my last phone I just said I'm starting fresh and I'm just going to download the apps that I need and that I use and I'm going to like obviously my phone like my last phone's backed up to the cloud so like images and stuff like that I was like I'm just going to try and start just even like that with the apps mm. with the apps I really really need and I'll download as I need them Yeah. so I don't have loads of apps okay. I just have the ones that I need yeah. and I've noticed like that I've been managing my notifications as I'm downloading the apps yeah. so I'm like if I download the likes of Pinterest, I don't need to get notifications from that. I'm not necessarily using it too heavily right now for clients, yeah. but it's there and I still need it. It's a resource and it's still present for some clients organically, mm-hmm. but I don't need notifications. So like yeah. that, I download it, notifications off. So I totally Amazing. agree with you. I think if you're constantly being pinged or if you're being reminded you're if there's going, something like, happening like you said you're working at the moment in, a, in your in your productivity is huge if you see your phone lighting up you're like oh what's that oh, what's that? oh I have to get back to that and yeah like that's why I like I have a Fitbit on my hand but I don't have an Apple watch 
because I use my Fitbit for literally working Fitbit like Fitbit yeah. that's it I do not have like any notifications that come through in it because I don't want that I don't want to be constantly reminded and I think when you work in digital marketing like when you're on you're on but when you're off you should be completely mm-hmm. switched off so like that my screen time at the weekend is so low I rarely am on my phone at the weekend like it's obviously I'm I have things like email will always be of on course, and yeah. obviously my clients can call or text if something happened yeah. but generally I'm not scrolling like if you looked at my screen time for like Saturday and Sunday and I'm usually not really that much on my stories either I'm just like it's like tumbleweed on my profile mm-hmm. usually in the the weekend unless I schedule content because I'm just like I need to switch off yeah and I think it's so important, especially yeah. now we're coming into such a busy time. I saw one for you that you might like or you might hate. Okay. Uh, Rich Weber is a designer in the States. He's class. He literally, he, he works this method of productivity and he's, that's his mindset and all the stuff and he has guests on and he has a Wednesday, a Wednesday newsletter and it's just chock a block full of value. Like actually, I'll send okay. it on to you, it might be worth it. But he was talking to this woman and he says, I love this email signature from her. And it was literally some girl, hey, thank you so much for email. Um, underneath it is, please do not respond to this if you don't have time. Respond to this on your own time, whenever you're free. I only respond to my emails every Friday. And that's All it. Right. So she spends the day on Friday is meetings and emails. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, she's a designer, which I thought was kind of cheeky because obviously if someone needs something, but this is her work method. Like, At the same time, she's setting her boundaries yeah. and her expectations. Like, yeah. I, I think that that's really important because I know that, like, I'm not that kind of person. Now, it depends on the level of urgency, but if I get an email, I don't respond right away. If I'm in the middle of another project mm. or if I'm with a client or like that, while we're doing the podcast, if I'm getting emails, but they're not, like, they need to be answered mm-hmm. straight away. I think it's like you set that expectation and you need that kind of breathing space, especially if it's with clients that are like, if it's like a one-off thing and, you know, things like that where you need to set that expectation of like setting a deadline and then setting expectations from the start. So if you have maybe like a monthly catch-up and then maybe you send them like a monthly report and stuff like that so that they're constantly, like they are they have that kind of reassurance that things are going okay that you're sending them a report and if anything obviously comes up that they'll let you know but I've had that in the past even just in other jobs where clients just email single questions constantly (laughs) and it's like that's why if you feel that that's happening and you're spending a lot of time outside of the payment hours or outside of whatever that you've agreed then you're that's where you say okay look let's add let's add a 30 to an hour call a month to your retainer and then that will be when all questions are answered because obviously if somebody's emailing you single questions four times a week, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get to all of them. You'll probably miss one of them and then they'll they'll feel like they can constantly do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if they're not things that are urgent, then they're things that can be done on a call. Then things like tone and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like there's no frustration there. It's just that you're like, okay, I understand that you're somebody who probably has a lot of questions that might want a little bit of extra help with planning outside of maybe the remit of what I can do or what I'm currently doing with you. Mm-hmm. So let's schedule that time and get it done during that time. So yeah. if you feel like you're, but also if you're that kind of person who constantly emails back straight away, because that's the kind of person you are, that's how you operate. Yeah. Personally, I'm not because I feel like if I set that expectation, it's so much pressure. 
every time you get yeah. an email it's so much pressure yeah. especially if you don't know the answer straight away sometimes it's an intricate question that requires screenshots that requires you've rushed you it. checking in yeah. on something or you've like maybe developing a quick report so you're not going to be getting to that and if I'm in the middle of another client project that I've scheduled into my calendar for that time then I, I'm not taking time out of that client's paid time to answer a question that can wait mm-hmm. you know yeah interesting you said that I was going to bring this up. Um, I was talking to a, a potential client. Yeah. We, I was quoting and stuff. We we uh, we did a call and answered questions and all the stuff. And they, yeah. they said, "Look, can you send us over a quote after?" I said, "Absolutely, no problem. Any questions sorted." Sent the quote over, mm-hmm. and I got about three or four more emails with more questions. Yeah, just like okay, fair enough. And then they said, "You're uh, on the call." She's they they said that. Look, you're not the only one we're talking to, which yeah. I loved. Look, we're talking to two other people, whatever it is. Um, I sent the quote and stuff, and they said, after three or four emails and more questions, they said, can you give us a full price breakdown on the quote? I was like, should I? I argued myself, should like yeah. If my price is good enough, you say yes, but we want a full price breakdown. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like there's three other people who are going to get full price. Like... Are they just scope? I, I don't know. Do you mean to me? It just it didn't feel right to me. I was like, I shouldn't have. I did it in the end. I okay. shouldn't have. Hmm. But I want to talk to you about that. I thought it was interesting. Like before, they said yes to me or yeah, let's move ahead. They said we want a full price breakdown of your. Quote. Now it does depend, right? Because the way that I quote, I quote on like the the various projects. I know it's different for things like content creation because there's a lot that co- goes mm-hmm. into that. But I think that like. If you are sent, if if we'll say I'm like I need to do audit strategy, content planning, and execution, and then analysis at the end. I do break down those in terms of here are the things I'll be working on. Mm-hmm. Here is the price for those things, and then here's a total amount. Yeah. And if someone was like, "Can I get a breakdown of all of those individual things?" I'm like, "But what? What? Like." I wake up and I turn on my laptop know, and then, you know, yeah. like I wouldn't do, I wouldn't go to that extreme. But I think like if you're sending a quote where it's like, and I get that if it's, if you know they're talking to somebody else, you don't want to spend all your time putting a big, huge yes. proposal together because that you're one in three chance of getting the project. But I think that like if it's like a big chunk, if it's, especially <laughs> if it's a big quote, then if you're like, editing time, production time, location, scouting, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and they're kind of broken down, then I get why somebody would want that breakdown because maybe they are like, what can we do in-house to maybe, yeah, maybe bring down this just, cost yeah, a small yeah. bit? Like I've had to do that before where I would have been heavily involved in a project and then I get like a, a like a substantial quote from somebody and I'm like, okay, would you mind just actually breaking that down because if it's a case of like actor scouting or like that where you need to hire them. But did I you can state do... that? I, well, did you say, when you, can we break down, we might just want to do something in-house or did you say, can I have a full breakdown, please? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say, can I have an exact full... Well, do you mean? But I like, would yeah. probably say something like, would you mind just breaking that down a little bit further for me? Yeah. I don't know what I say because of this, that. And maybe it's just for me to get more clarity on like, if I see that there is a big cost. And I know like, even before I went into the land of like, being kind of director and and helping out behind the scenes Mm -hmm. on production, I was kind of oblivious to how long editing time took and how long. So sometimes if if somebody sees a quote, especially for things like video production, they go, whoa, that's really expensive because they don't know what goes into it. And then when they're like, when they see editing time, 
then you that that's when they're like, oh, right, okay, I didn't realize it takes that long yeah. to edit this film or this video. I get it now. Yeah. Or I didn't realize, because obviously, like, even when I was doing quotes, because I partner on video projects a lot. So, like, when I do quotes, you have to do things like, things take time to plan. Like if you're hopping on a call, if you're storyboarding even before the shoot takes place, all of that takes time. Mm -hmm. So that needs to be factored into it too. But somebody who's oblivious will just see like, let's just say 10 grand. This is how much your shoe's going to cost. And they'll be like, absolutely no way. That's way too expensive. But then you're like, but wait. Here's why. This is why. And then I get that breakdown. So yeah, it's a bit of both. Yeah, it was kind of because I broke it down in the quote that, um, so pre-production, this kind of stuff. I broke broke that fully down, okay. but then they wanted to put a price on that, which was, I was like, okay, I'll do it, no problem. But it was just to me, I was like, ah, didn't say it well, but I think if something doesn't feel right, though, like if if something, if you're quoting for something, and look, I've had intro calls with people that I just get a vibe, and it's not really something they'd say, but it's just how they are, and you get a vibe, and I think. When you're in the industry for a while, you know you dealt with it. You, you can it. hear the red flags coming out of people, yeah, and you're like, ooh, ooh, and you just get a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you have your intro call, everything is fine, and you're like, grand. And then you'll just kind of say, look, at the moment, you know, I am a little bit at capacity, or maybe it's not something that would suit your services, and you feel like they need a little bit extra, or yeah. they need a bit more, or maybe they don't know what they're looking for yet. But I think if you get that gut feeling then yeah it's there for a reason yeah listen to it yeah Uh, going back to what you said about um, just quoting in the hourly the the price point that kind of thing I saw an interesting thing um, I was on a sales webinar thing and whatever it was uh, freelancing and he said you should never charge an hourly rate because let's say you who's someone extremely experienced Mm -hmm. versus someone who's not and they're good but they're not as good like you could do the same work if not better in half the time why should you suffer not being paid at the same amount if that makes sense so I'm extremely good we agree to do a logo together I say this logo is going to take 10 hours and it's 500 or whatever it is Um, I do it in 5 you love it it's still an amazing logo should I not get the same if that makes sense well I don't well if it's a sir, if it's a project I don't charge by the hour. But would not be a, like even for content creators and social media people would not be a package idea. Look, you're getting 15 pieces of content. You're getting a monthly yeah. plan where they shouldn't say, "Oh, I'll do four hours of work for you." It no. should say, "There's a shoot included. There's this included." Yeah, and, this and, and then this package. Yeah. Yeah, I just think because I talked to a few people after, and like everyone I said, I like every kind of younger person I was talking to, like, "Oh yeah, I'll charge by hour." I it's think like, I would only charge by hour if people needed my specific time. It's overages to me. Like hourly rates is overages and consulting that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's when that's the only time I charge an hourly rate. The rest is all project based. Yeah. So you have your fee for ads management. You have your fee for content creation. Yeah. You have your fee for strategy. You have your fee for training. And then like that, if somebody wants to book you by the hour, yeah. that's the only time I would ever charge by yeah. the hour. I yeah. think you pigeonhole yourself a small bit if you... 100%. Especially for things like content creation because mother of God, that takes ages. But as well, if you're good at it and you get five or six pieces done in half an hour and a client loves them, mm-hmm. why should you not be paid for that specific quality? Well, I think co- caveat it. So if like, if you have, if you offer content creation and social media management as a service, then you need to caveat it. So yes, it can take 
two seconds to create a piece of content if you have access to a library of content or if you have easy access to the client, their products, their services. But if you're dealing with a client who is, let's just say they're service-based and extremely busy and they still expect you to bang out three to four Mm. pieces of content every week and you're literally working with nothing It's going to take you longer. You need to do more research, especially if it's in an area like specific or let's just say it's like a a scientific or medical background that like you need to make sure everything that you're posting is well researched and approved by client. That then, like I think if you're doing a pricing package, you need to be careful because you can, yes, absolutely, so easy. Let's just say if I was doing it for the restaurant across the road and I work here every day, I could be like, oh, I'm just going to pop across the road, Mm -hmm. get 10 pieces of content, whack, that's 10 posts. I'll go back again in two weeks' time and get 10 more. Like, super easy. There you go. Bang it out. Whack, whack, whack. Whereas it's not as easy. quantity surveyor out and load that you have to go up to site. and That's the thing. And it's like, they still require three to four posts a week. It takes so much longer for them. And also, it's hard to come up with fresh ideas for clients that are very niched. Mm -hmm. So... If like if you have a package, great, but caveat that like have asterisks or stars on it being like this is based on either being provided with content every month or an on-site visit once or twice a month. But then if I do an on-site visit and you're far away, it costs this much if I'm not provided with content or I'm not able to do content creation on site, I then have to develop graphics that costs this much. So you need to be careful about your pricing because yes, you could be fantastic, but we all have had and or have those clients that it's like when you have to sit down and create a month's worth of content and you're like, I cannot use the same image for the millionth time. (laughs) I've used the client's headshot 400 different ways. Like it's it's more complicated. So you need to price accordingly Mm -hmm. with that too. Yeah, big time. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because everyone I talked to they were like yep. I did a freelancing 101 workshop and everyone yeah. on the call was hourly 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 and I was like ooh lads you're hurting yourselves yeah. and it was just it was like to them they were like oh actually you're right yeah so I get that outside of your project work that you'd have if the if content creation goes beyond a certain amount of yep. time X amount will be charged per hour because obviously you need to save you need to protect yourself that way too but yeah no, a little insight to our lives there. Thanks Aww. so much. Uh, Elon, Twitter, he's buying out of the game, is he? Is he? Do we? I do, yeah, I do, I'm looking at the headlines <laughs> here. There's nothing crazy happening. Um, Instagram working achievement badges. Thanks, Instagram. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. I saw YouTube roll out handles. Yes, for mentions mm-hmm. that you can mention now. Um, have you been doing many YouTube shorts? I'm thinking of experimenting with them a little bit I more. I have been, and I've actually been getting good results. I put up uh, a little six second, five images, a kind of, of a, a food shoot I did with the chef. Yeah. So I love working with Isaac, amazing chef. Blah, blah, blah. And within three minutes, it was like, no, it's YouTube. Let's take that in. But it was like 2,000 views. That's very good. And YouTube, I've heard you know really I mean? good things about YouTube shorts. Mm-hmm. And I've only really experimented with not even two clients. I'd say maybe yeah. one properly. But I've heard really good things about it. So I'm like, I think I might kind of start exploring that a little bit. Again, I'm just cross-posting. I'm just taking the content from Oh, TikTok of course, yeah. There's no need to I create. I lad. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I told you about that, didn't I? Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Idown.io if you're ever stuck for... Like, because the reels... I'm kind of getting pissed off at Instagram templates, though, because they have not changed up at all for any of my accounts. They're all the same templates. 
I think well I suppose it's kind of similar to TikTok as well where they have set templates and that's it bro refresh it a small bit well I mean you can find fresh templates by scrolling through reels and then finding them but I know it's a bit extra but yeah (laughs) check or you could just do the same as me and spend an hour editing to the beat and then lose your reel yeah no I've learned my lesson that way that templates are the way to go and then I don't if you if you find the one, obviously if you can't, then you do the full edit yourself. So weird that you're calling it I down, in down, in down. Sorry, in down. <laughs> sorry, the I O is catching me. In down. yeah, <sighs> it's very handy. Any other crack? Not much. Like I don't think that there's a huge amount of headlines that would be worthy for our listeners no. too much. But like that, it is that time of year. I think like kind of summer into September. It's like not too much changes, and people know obviously that people are planning for the like. Black Friday campaigns Holidays and Christmas and, so I don't yeah, think yeah. they're going to change their interfaces too much TikTok is definitely trying to be like we're now doing this we're now doing this so I feel like they're rolling out a lot more retail friendly Do you see like, the, the Be Real kind of job have you seen that? The TikTok yeah. um, TikTok now Yeah yeah. It's the same as Be Real I, I think like if you're like I feel like right now it's at its infancy so I think people are like I'm only showing friends like for me with Be Real I'm only showing it's only friends only yeah, yeah. right now. But I guess like it can be good if you capture a moment in Be Real or mm. in TikTok now where it's shareable on other platforms. So I think if you are like, oh, I have the time. The only thing like it, it negates what we said earlier about notifications being sent. Mm-hmm. Be Real was giving me anxiety because it would be like, it's time to be real. And it, and you'd be like, ah, I'm yeah. on a call. Ah, <laughs> I can't do that right now. So but, the client sees you posing or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like, but no. I mean, you can do it, but you can publish it late. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But like, I think if you were, yeah, I think sometimes you can kind of get ca- like caught up in a moment and you're like, oh yeah, this is the perfect time for be real because it's kind of like random and fun. But um, Meta, like, I feel like I know that we don't talk too much about VR, but with Horizon, which is basically mm-hmm. like the Metaverse or the Meta's area of the Metaverse where you can have your avatars. Now they're getting like full length avatars. So it's like not just like upper body and yeah, arms yeah. and head. It's like legs as well. So they're making a big deal out of this being like now you can have like your full avatar and create that in Meta and then have like a space in the Metaverse there with Horizons they're also upgrading their Oculus and it's going to be it's going to also have facial recognition so it's going to have eye tracking in it Whoa. and it's going to have expressions so that your avatar will actually literally match exactly what your face is, is doing. doing so it's going to have like a, a kind of a dual view mm-hmm. of what you see and that what they see you doing so yeah be real and, Look, at like, I mean, Oculus, it has been around for a long time. It is becoming a little bit more, I suppose the older sets are becoming a lot more affordable. They're stepping a little bit out of the gaming world and they're moving more into Avatar because yeah. they're like, we understand. Now, look, Metaverse, we, yeah. Meta, like all of that kind of virtual reality world is a long way off. Yes, very, very much so. But I think they're trying to be like... If we can do this, if we can make it more accessible, if we can maybe do facial tracking, like we can do expression mapping, then if people are, you know, wanting to host meetings, host like a a space in the metaverse where their avatars are present and then they can have like team meetings with their avatars and then I can like move my head and express myself and you're seeing my avatar basically match me, Mm -hmm. then 
it's like it, they're building out this world for people that's more accessible, but it makes more sense. It's not like this complete step out of reality. It is basically trying to be as close to reality as possible. Yeah. So now them adding legs and them upgrading their Oculus, it's only going to get better. They nef- definitely need to make them more affordable, I feel, like these new headsets. Um, four or five hundred quid, a bit more. The newest ones, I'd say they're more than that. Yeah. Like the dual one is definitely more, okay, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like that, I don't know, is it time to to really invest in it yet? Because things are really, they're slowly and slowly mm-hmm. improving. But yeah, like meta, like people are so scared of the metaverse. And I know even things like crypto is in a really bad place right now. So it's like. It's still in its infancy. Crypto it is, is so young. It is, but it's not doing great. No, like it's at all. very, very much so not doing great. Um, but look, at this moment in time, I think it's interesting to learn about it and keep yourself informed about it. I feel like things are on a little bit of a hold right now or a hodl, mm-hmm. as they say in the crypto world. But yeah. Are you still holding? Yeah, of course I am. But look, I at just the finished same... a book called The Psychology of Money. Oh, interesting. Uh, by okay. Morgan Housel. Um, Top-notch book. Well worth it. I'll give it to you if you want it. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, yeah, just learning properly about stocks and bonds. And it's he does it very... He doesn't make it... Boring. Yeah, I he hate it, it when people overcomplicate things like investing. He's more, he's very into compounding interest and like years and years of investing. Right. Like pure example is like Warren Buffett, you know, the huge multi-billionaire mogul. Yeah. Worth 86 million. Yeah. 86 billion, I should say. Uh, but 85 billion of that came after his 65th birthday. So it's all about compounding. He just goes into the whole thing and he hits you these facts and you're like, damn. Yeah, see, that's it. I like it when people make it like approachable Mm -hmm. and easy to digest and learn. Whereas I think that now is like anyone who creates, like I would never create like a, here's how to understand crypto. I'm not there yet. Like I'm slowly investing in it. I'm holding right now. But I would never be like, here's how to invest crypto. Because if I did, I'd want it to be so easy for people to understand. And I just feel like right now, everyone who knows everything about crypto is being, <laughs> pardon the pun, cryptic <laughs> about it. Because they're like, if I teach people yeah, yeah. that, you know, Have I kind of want to keep a little bit to myself. They're it teaching would... you, they're, they're giving you 11 euro per crypto coin if you learn about the coin and you learn about crypto. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. So I've... if you go to your crypto section, it will offer you a redeem this 11 euro coin or whatever you can put it into this coin what it is is it's a paragraph you learn about it and then they quiz you and if you pass the quiz they reward you with 11 dollars or 11 euro to spend in crypto it's interesting, interesting. Yeah, okay it is, so I th- is it their way of getting people to invest in crypto right now because people app. are not doing that yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense i too. buy almost that's true revolute like yeah i don't yeah, have yeah. a broker no but you don't need like you don't necessarily need to have a broker no. but like people have loads of different apps that they use but i get that that's that's Revolut's way yeah, of being yeah. like smart. Hey, come on, guys, join the party. Come on, come here, almost forty minutes. It's been fun. It's great. It's to be been back. fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Oh, dance. Great to be back. Ooh, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, for thank our you Republic of Work, for sponsoring. We actually had an interesting conversation earlier about Republic of Work, and I was like, if you had, like, it's such a good place for people who are like, I have a product, or I have a really like, I'm a very much at you know at the infancy of business, mm-hmm. because like, if you have. If you're like at the starting point and you need a hub 
they have so like they've accelerator yeah. programs they've so much tech here they've advisors hours, off, kind of oh my god they've like you have access to mentors and everything and it's just like yes obviously co-working amazing and I know we talk about that aspect of it a lot but I just want to say like it's just the place to go if you're, if, yeah if you're if you're in that startup world yeah and you want to be submerged in that world and you want you. assistance and you just need to like that you know be sitting alongside someone who's yeah. like oh yeah I'm like yeah. a well, actually, entrepreneur yeah. I own like yeah. 400 businesses <laughs> if you want to grab a coffee and you're like ah, yes please so yeah no really good space thank you so much for sponsoring us we Republic it. of Work and we'll talk to you guys soon bye Later.